Welcome to the Brain Health Journey podcast with Brittany and Tish, where we talk about all things ADHD and other brain health related topics. And today we are going to be continuing our mini series on ADHD and romantic partners. And so Tish, I know that we have talked about our own stories quite a bit. Um, you know, we've talked about it on lives and I mean, kind of in public too, but we've also talked about certain situations during just private conversations that we've had. And sometimes we, we know that having ADHD can lead to certain situations happening and it can be very frustrating for both the partner that has ADHD and the partner that doesn't have ADHD. So I don't know if you wanted to start out with, I guess, the general topic. Sure. Yeah. And I just want to start off by saying I could write a book honestly, with all the mistakes that I've made because of my ADHD traits. And I don't want this to sound as like an excuse, but I could write a book on this. And it was really hard for me just to pick out a couple of examples. I'm actually going to tell a couple of stories um, that have happened. Um, It was hard to pick out a couple of stories because there's too many to pick from. But just to kind of recap from um, the previous two episodes, you know, People with ADHD, we struggle a lot with being inattentive, forgetfulness, you know, impulsiveness. There's a lot happening there. And so that not only, you know, does a number on myself, a person with ADHD, but it does, it does affect people around me, my husband, my friends, my family, my coworkers, and all of that. And so, you know, when I'm thinking about ADHD and myself and with my partner, my husband, a lot of things can happen. I mean, it does cause problems. There's misunderstandings. There's definitely some frustration there. There's just a lot of things that occur with that. And so out of all of the things that I've made mistakes about with um, you know, forgetfulness and just not paying attention to things, I think the top two, maybe three if we have time, but the top two that I have problems with is forgetfulness and impulsiveness. And so one of the stories that I'm going to share is specifically related to finances. And I will tell you in a relationship finances, it can really cause some conflict. I mean, it can cause arguments. It can cause trust issues. It can, it can cause a lot of things. And so one of the stories I'm going to share, it happened last year and it's embarrassing, but I want to be transparent and I want, you know, just to kind of share this out to show what can happen to people who have ADHD and how it can affect and impact your partner in your family. And so I am very impulsive, as I said before, and super, super forgetful. And I was, I have Amazon and I wanted to go on Amazon prime. um, And I wanted to watch a specific show. Well, I needed to do like get a subscription to watch it. And so Long story short, I did this for a while. I'm talking maybe a year or two. I would want to watch a movie or I'd want to watch a show and you would need to do a trial subscription for free. And then after you cancel it, it's fine. Well, first of all, I didn't cancel it because I would forget I even had the subscription. Second of all, I don't look at my... I don't look at my credit card statement. So I don't know what's coming out or going on to my credit card. And it was just, it just turned into a mess. And so 
there was a lot of other things that had gone on. And I'm like, you know what? My finances are so out of control. And at that time, I had my own account. My husband had his own account. We did our own thing. But it had really gotten out of control for me. So I asked him, I was like, can you take a look at my credit cards? Can you please help me try to get back on track? Because things have gone way, way off the rails. And so he started digging into my credit cards. He started digging into, you know, my what's going into the bank, what's coming out of the bank and so forth. And he found I had over $2,000 of subscriptions on Amazon for just watching different shows and things that I just could not help myself. It was impulsive. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this. I'll remember. I'll remember to cancel that trial. Never remembered. So 2000 plus dollars later, here I am. Had no idea that I had $2,000 worth of, subscri of subscription fees because I don't look at my bank statement. And so yeah, that was a big, big problem. He actually, thank goodness, he called Amazon. He explained what happened. I was uh, worried that they weren't going to help us because it, it was my fault. I mean, it was no one else's fault, but my own fault. But they actually, they they actually helped, and we were able to get majority of that back. Thank goodness, and wow. cancel all those subscriptions and all of the stuff. I don't know what he told them. <laughs> he probably <laughs> said my wife was clicking around. She has ADHD and she has, she had no idea what, you know, she forgot this. She was just, you know, clicking around. And so he was able to get it, most of the money back on, you know, back on my, on my credit. And so, yeah, that was a big issue. So that was a huge red flag for him. And he started digging around even more into some of my, my credit cards and things. And we, I think he actually pulled my credit report just to make sure that we weren't missing anything, you know, like. Is there things out there that haven't been paid that we don't even know about? And that's a whole other story. I had a PayPal account that a long time ago, I thought I had connected my checking account correctly to it. When I purchased things or sent money you know, to people through my PayPal, I thought that it was coming out of my checking account. I don't look at my statement, which is not a good thing. I don't look to see you know, what's going on out there. And so... Long story short on that, it, I had like thousands of dollars that was on this credit card that I had no idea about, none whatsoever. So he had to call PayPal, got that cleaned up. You know, my long, long story short, I don't have a PayPal anymore. And for a good reason, because I messed it all up and it really put us into some debt. I mean, we paid it off and closed it down. And, you know, it's, it's just not easy. And that definitely, you know, he, thank goodness he's patient. Thank goodness he's patient because that can, that can really cause a, an argument. Like, what were you doing? Why didn't you, you know, why didn't you connect your checking account the right way? You know, why were you clicking on the buttons and doing all the subscriptions, you know? And so, and it makes me feel guilty as a, the person doing it. It makes me, there's a layer of guilt there because I am costing my family money that we, we don't have a ton of money. And so we're, I'm costing my family money. That's food money. That's house payments. That's, you know, a car payment and all of that. And so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I could write a book. I could talk for days on some of the stuff that I've done, 
but those are two things. And I don't even get me started on the ADHD tax. Oh <laughs> with, God. With canceling, like, yes. with subscriptions and things that I have um, going on out there that I'm getting charged for. And I don't even know that they're, <laughs> that they're there. So yeah, that's, that's just a really brief story of some of the things that I've done and, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough. But how about you? Absolutely. I, I totally agree. And I think our husbands are very similar. Yes. Kevin and Doug, I think are very similar. Like Doug is definitely, I mean, OCD kind of runs in his family and technically he's had a diagnosis. So I, you could say, yes, definitely OCD. And so I know that it seems like, you know, I'm one way and he is 180, you know, completely different. And so it's like, we're two forces that are fighting each other, but also like pulling in other directions. I feel like that's the best way I can, I can explain it. Um, I mean, recently, let's say with, with tax season, you know, me, it's like, okay, we've got, we have plenty of time and with him, it's like, well, we can, we can just do it now. So why not do it now? But that's not how my brain works. So, you know, he is, we, we got to do this now. We got to do this now. And I'm thinking you act like we have until tomorrow and that's it. We have, <laughs> we have like a whole month. I don't understand. And so, yeah, we got all that taken care of, but that's just one situation where it just feels like I'm thinking, okay, why are you so anxious about this? But I can kind of understand because he knows how I am. He knows that I can be forgetful and I procrastinate. And sometimes he has to remind me about things. And I, I totally understand that. Um, I mean, that's just a very recent example, but I mean, he has a filing cabinet where everything is, I mean, he has like all of our statements from medical bills, birth certificates, everything oh is in this filing cabinet. Same. <laughs> he knows exactly where to get it. He knows, like he knows all of it. And same with you, um, you know, with the finances, it's not that, it's not a thing where it's like he is controlling all the money in the entire bank account and I can't ever touch it. It's not like that, but right. it's, he does control the finances. He knows what's coming in. He knows what's going out. He pays attention to the statements. He he knows about all of that and he has it all organized. So I have to just, I have to hand it off to him. And it's not that I don't have a say in anything. Like I said, if there's sure. going to be major, I don't know, any conversation at all, you know, of course he'll, he'll come to me and say like, Hey, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of buying whatever and you know then we'll talk about it and that's just that's just the way it has to work for us otherwise it it's just it's not going to work well (laughs) um and something that I thought about was was our car I mean I can I can drive until I'm way on e which of course is bad for your car what is it um what is it in the front engine? Is it just the engine in general? It's not good for the engine. So you can, you can pretty much blow the whole car and have to like buy a new one, I guess. And (laughs) I'm like trying, I'm really being more mindful of trying to keep up with that, like pumping gas and everything, but you know, the oil change, I could go thousands of miles over and 
oh, I know last time, I mean, he drove my car and he noticed it. He's like, Britt, you're X amount over. And I'm like, oh, I forgot. I didn't even see that sticker. Like, I, you know, the little sticker thing. They yeah. put there. I didn't even know that was there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And right away I said, you know what? I'm going to put an alarm in my phone, like maybe a few months from now, just to remind me to go look, like just to see where I'm at and everything. But yeah, again, like you were saying with Kevin, it just so patient sometimes. I mean, there's yeah. just been some crazy stories and I know what I'm about to say. Some people may disagree with this, but to an extent, yeah. I mean, sometimes you can say that we shouldn't necessarily be sorry for what we can't help. But then when there, there are situations where I'm just, I'm just not sure if I quite agree with that. You know, like I, I am sorry. Like I just cost us how much money and I know why that happened. And I, I really am sorry because now it's like our, our spouses are cleaning up after us and that has to be frustrating. It has to be. So I try to validate what they are going through too. And like Kevin, Doug is unbelievably patient. I mean, I don't know if I would be, I honest to God, don't know if I would be that patient. I don't think I could. I mean, just having ADHD and that's another thing because of my impulsivity. And again, I'm not trying to make this an excuse or anything like that. It's just how it is. I am, I am an impatient person and I don't know if I could be patient. I am. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that would, I just, I struggle with that. So. Right. And maybe there's a better, a better phrase to say than, you know, I'm not saying that we should necessarily always be sorry for what we can't help. And, but at the same time, there are some situations where it's like, okay, this, this was because of me and I'm genuinely sorry. Like, what can I do to help? And by sitting there and saying, you know, well, I don't need to be sorry because it's not something I can help. I do feel like you're not validating what the other person is experiencing and you're kind of dismissing their emotions too. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I don't know about your thoughts on that, but that's, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that personally. I think that, you know, there, we, we honestly, we can't help this. Some of the things that we do. However, I do think it's important, just like what you said for me, I, I feel it's important for me to apologize when I do things. And it's not like uh, he doesn't make me apologize or anything like that, but I, I feel like I need to apologize because I'm the one that made the mistake. And he is usually the one that has to go back and, you know, clean up the mess, like, you know, with the Amazon and the PayPal. And there's a million other things that I could talk about with things that he's had to clean up. But I, I feel that like I, I should apologize for that because, you know, oftentimes I'll see people in my comments or I'll get, you know, questions asked of, okay, I'm a person who doesn't have ADHD and I am dating or I'm married to someone, you know, my partner has ADHD. What, how do I do this? You know, how do I navigate this relationship? Because I have feelings too, the person without ADHD. And so I don't, I I see where it, you know, it's important to apologize sometimes. And I think that, you know, I don't, I don't want to invalidate or I don't want to make them feel like, oh, well, I did it. So clean it up. You know, I don't want to, I don't want that to come across like that either. And that kind of leads me into 
another thing that, you know, I, I personally struggle with in all relationships, specifically with my, my spouse is communication. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes that is so tough for me because I often find, as you can hear through this podcast today, <laughs> I often can't find my words and it it's just, it's very frustrating for me. And I know it's got to be frustrating for him too. You know, he's sitting there like, what in the world is she rambling about? She's not even making any <laughs> sense. Or he is trying to talk and I am not paying a bit of attention, not one bit of attention, or I'm interrupting or, you know, whatever it is. And so there's a lot of frustration there too. And that could be with any type of communication. And when we're talking about finances, a, a pretty hot topic and a, it can get a little heated sometimes because there is some a layer of frustration there. Communication is so important. And if you struggle with communication, it's just going to make things so much more harder <laughs> to try to, you know, unlayer and try to figure out how to come to a resolution. You know, it's tough. It's tough. So it is. And I think communication, you know, it really is one of the key pieces and I struggle with it too. So I don't want to necessarily make it sound easy, but it is something that I'm personally trying to work on. Mm -hmm. And I think communication can help the other person see what you're working on as well, such as the you know, interrupting, let's say if Doug is talking and I like interrupt and, you know, split second later, I'm like, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, go ahead. And I'll, I'll say, you know, like, I'm, I'm really trying to work on this. Like, just so you know, um, I think even just little things like that, little pieces of communication, you know, I'm aware of this and it's something I'm working on. I think it can make a huge difference. And I know it makes a difference for me. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, communication and just trying to be honest with one another and validating. So I know I said that again, you know, validating what the other person is feeling. And, you know, I think I said before we recorded, do what works for you, because what works for you is it, it works for you as a couple. It's not necessarily going to work for me. It's not necessarily going to work for someone else. You know, I know we've said many times about you know, them controlling finances, we feel like we have to explain away. And, but at the same time, it's like, hey, we don't have to explain uh, to anyone. <laughs> I mean, this is just the way it is. And it works for us. And that's okay. Doesn't mean that our husbands are controlling. It doesn't right. mean any of that. But right. it it is what works for us. And it, it has to be this way, or everything's going to fall apart. Yeah. One other thing I want to talk about a little bit with the communication piece of it, and maybe a suggestion or a recommendation is that, you know, sometimes whenever I know I'm on, I have, I'm, I'm experiencing sensory overload, or I am hitting a wall and I'm hitting that burnout stage. If a, a, if a conversation has to be had, and I am experiencing sensory overload, I will say, hey, this is an important topic. And I respect that, but I cannot talk to you about this right now. Can we talk about this at a different time? Because and, and express how you're feeling. Let mm -hmm. them know I'm feeling sensory overload right now. I'm feeling really, my brain is jumbled right now. And it, this conversation is not going to go anywhere because I, I'm not going to be able to really soak in what you're saying to me. So right. can we have it at a different time? So just, I think the honesty piece of that being transparent and literally saying how you're feeling and what you're experiencing. So they know that you're not just, I don't want to talk to you right now, that you're not coming across like that, that there is a reason why, you know, I can't have this conversation right now. It's not just, 
I don't want to talk to you. Right. So um, I think honesty, communicate, communicate, communicate um, is so important and do it during a time where you are, your brain is, you know, not experiencing any of the things that we experience. I mean, it's different for everyone, right. but during a time where you can actually have the conversation and it goes somewhere, you're not just spinning your wheels and it's going to cause more frustration. And then it's going to turn into something, you know, it's just going to snowball into something else. So, um, Oh I'm yeah. Sure. You have to be aware. Yeah. Yeah. There is a bit of self-awareness and I know we're talking about partnerships, but I kind of said the same thing to our son the other day, things were a little chaotic and he wanted to let me know something. I I forget what it was, but it, I think it was important because I had to like stop him. And I said, like, if you tell me this right now, I'm going to forget. So if you like, if you could tell me afterward or whatever, and he understood, he's like, oh yeah, you know, there's a lot going on and 99.9% .9 chance that you're going to forget. <laughs> knew that so yeah yeah I'll tell you later and so you have to have some self-awareness too yeah I mean, absolutely and I just interrupted you so I apologize for that <laughs> I think I interrupted you as well so it's it's okay but back to just the communication piece I guess because if I just let him talk and he thinks that he got through to me and he walks away thinking like okay I told her and she responded she nodded she heard me and then i actually didn't process it and right. then it's important I mean then it's going to cause a whole a whole thing like well I told you this I told you that this was happening you said yeah and you shook your head you responded <laughs> like no I did not do that but really I I mean I probably did yeah it's kind of like one of those like the lights are on but there's nobody home moments where you <laughs> look like you're paying attention you're nodding you're doing all the things that we've all been taught to do with the masking piece of ADHD, but there's nothing like you, for me, there's no, I'm not absorbing one word that you're saying. I mean, it looks like I am, but they, I'm thinking of, a, am thinking I'm in a whole different planet. I'm, right. I'm like, I, I'm completely not part of the conversation, <laughs> no matter how much it looks like I am, it's not happening. So yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we could probably do a whole part two on just ADHD and partners in general. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great yeah. idea. Well, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for being transparent and, you know, sharing your experiences with having ADHD and sharing examples of real life examples of what you go through. So as always, I really appreciate you. And this is, this is an important conversation and an important topic. So it is. And Tish, I always say this, but I just love having these conversations with you. And I think sometimes we do get vulnerable when we share these types of experiences because they can be a little embarrassing sometimes. And oh, yeah, like, oh, my gosh, we I mean, like your example with the Amazon, I, I'm sure sometimes that's not the <laughs> easiest thing, especially when it was fairly recent. And yeah. I just appreciate everything that you share and what you do. And like you said, this is a very important topic and we'll probably end up having just a part two on this topic in general with this mini series. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, until the next episode, until the next episode.